Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Flippin' Bats. It is day three in Japan, and I am recording this episode on a bullet train to Iwate. We are going over 150 miles an hour right now as I record this, and this is, without a doubt, the fastest episode of a podcast ever. Now, maybe not in terms of duration, but certainly in terms of how fast we're going whilst recording this episode, absolutely. So we're day three here. This is going to be the day two recap episode from my trip to Japan. Day two was unbelievable, an incredible day. It started with waking up, which is a good start to your day, if I might add. Um, we were planning on going to a Tokyo Giants game at about seven o'clock at night. First thing I read when I wake up in the morning is that, hey, the game is actually at two o'clock in the afternoon. So it really threw a wrinkle kind of in our whole day, but it, it worked out. Um, really well to be honest we ended up being able to record a podcast in the Tokyo Dome which is really cool um, and then kind of woke up and, and head straight there because of the timing of the day and of course I had to take by the way if you can hear this music this is the music that plays when you're about to come to a stop on the bullet train so we're about to come to a stop on the bullet train so we get to the Tokyo Dome and naturally, as I want to do with every day out here, I took a photo in front of the Tokyo Dome, you know, just to post. And within 30 seconds of being there, I met more Flippin' Bats fans. They came up, said hello, said they were fans of Flippin' Bats, um, which will never get old. It's really cool. From there, picture out in front, go straight to the team store, because as I told you earlier, I want to get a jersey of every team, every home jersey for the team that we're there watching. So I went to the team store. Looked around for a jersey, um, didn't know who to get. I asked who the team's best player was and was told numbers 10 and 6, I believe. But they didn't have those jerseys. They were sold out. So I got a Wakabayashi jersey because, one, I like the name, and, two, they had it in my size. My size in Japan is an XO. Um, I'm not really sure what XO is in America. That means hugs and kisses. So my jersey size in Japan is hugs and kisses. Uh, so I got my jersey, put it on, walked back out front, took another picture in front of the freaking Tokyo Dome, which is so cool. And um, one of my producers actually bought a Hanshin Tigers jersey in the team store for the Tokyo Giants, which is, now that I think about it, a little weird that they have away team jerseys in, in their store. But he being him, decided to buy a Hanshin Tigers jersey. Now, these are the rivals of the Tokyo Giants. Think think Red Sox-Yankees here. It's a big rivalry, and he just decided to buy the rivals jersey. So from there, we headed into the stadium for the first time, my first time ever being in the Tokyo Dome, and um, it was it was pretty special. You walk in, we had to get through the, the concourse first, which is a big, wide-open concourse, and super clean, super nice. Um, but the one thing on my mind walking in was, I need to see this field. Walk through the concourse, through the tunnel, and for the first time, I saw the Tokyo Dome. And it was, again, 
I'm probably going to say this a few times on this trip, uh, a memory that I will never forget, which is seeing the Tokyo Dome for the first time. It's one of the most famous, iconic venues in the entire world. Um, so it made me to think, I, I want to give some fun facts from the Tokyo Dome because it, it truly is. This, this isn't just a baseball stadium in, in Tokyo. This is an iconic venue that's had more than baseball more than sports even. So some of my favorite facts about the Tokyo Dome, first and foremost, there's a massive roller coaster right next to the stadium. It's called the Thunder Dolphin. So guess what I'm gonna be doing at some point? I'm gonna ride the Thunder Dolphin. <laughs> um, another one, there's a hotel right in front of, like you basically have to walk through this hotel to get to the Tokyo Dome. It is called the Tokyo Dome Hotel. Um, Everything here is in Tokyo Dome City. This is a full like it's a full experience being around the Tokyo Dome. It's not just it's not just the dome itself. There's there's a lot going on there. Um, the Japanese Baseball Hall of Fame is also connected to the Tokyo Dome, so I will certainly be checking that out at some point as well. Um, but w one thing that's really apparent to me when I walked in, my first kind of thought walking into the Tokyo Dome, other than okay, this is incredible, it's also huge and the ceiling is really high the roof of the building is high um, and it, the capacity it holds 55,000 and I couldn't stop thinking that Shohei Otani hit a baseball through the roof of the Tokyo Dome there's there's a video of it it is unbelievable the shock on the manager's face was unbelievable Shohei didn't Shohei was like where'd the ball go it was unbelievable the thought that he could even hit a ball through the roof there. Um, it really kind of put it in all into perspective because I've seen the video of it. But being there in person, it kind of hits you like, wait a second. This guy hit a ball through the roof. There's only been two players to ever do it, and Shohei Otani is one of them. Ichiro Suzuki's final baseball game ever took place in the Tokyo Dome. You remember when the Mariners played the A's in Tokyo back in March of 2019? before the regular season actually started. These were considered regular season games, but it took place during spring training, which was kind of a funny thing I remember at the time. But Ichiro came, he was part of the Mariners in that series, and played the last games of his career in the Tokyo Dome and got to, got to basically end his career back in Japan where it all began. So that's a really cool thing, and I actually remember vividly watching that game. Um, but like I said, it's about more than baseball here. The Rolling Stones have played a concert here. The names go on from iconic music industry legends that have played. But, I mean, the Rolling Stones had a massive concert at the Tokyo Dome. I mean, how cool is that? And uh, another one, again, not just baseball. Mike Tyson, one of the greatest boxers of all time. The first loss of his entire career came at the Tokyo Dome at the hands of Buster Douglas. So uh, there's a... There's an iconic photo of Mike Tyson laying on the ground with Buster Douglas standing over him, the Tokyo Dome in the background. So um, that kind of all hits you when you walk in. You realize it's not just you realize it's not just a baseball stadium. Now the baseball history runs deep there. There's been the Olympics have been played there. The World Baseball Classic has been played there and will be played there coming up again in March of next year. Um, so it was a really cool place for for me to one just walk into. But again, as I did day one in Yokohama, where I had to try out all the food, I also had to do that at the Tokyo Dome. So after I kind of took it all in and um, recorded a podcast from the Tokyo Dome, 
I went and tried all of the food here. Now, the Tokyo Dome food is probably the best and um, most extravagant <laughs> food that you will ever see at a baseball stadium. I mean, this is, this is gourmet food that we are talking about. And speaking of gourmet food, let me start with what I started with. And it was an ice cream sandwich, basically, but it was, it was shaped and the outside of the ice cream was the shape like the Tokyo Dome. So think sort of like a waffle cone, but it's like a sandwich and the top and bottom of the sandwich are the Tokyo Dome and it says Tokyo Dome on it, the outside. It was really cool and apparently it is a staple and when you go, you have to get one. So naturally I started with ice cream. Next up, I, I'm realizing as I say this, I started with all the dessert, which my mom might not be happy about because she always told me that I can't spoil my dinner, but I did and I did it again by eating a crepe. Now, this crepe was the best crepe that I have ever had. And I don't say that lightly, but I also haven't had a million crepes in my life, but this one is definitely number one. It was shaped like a gigantic ice cream cone. So think of this, like, think of yourself holding an ice cream cone, but it's like five times the height. Um, and it was warm, it was fantastic. There was chocolate, there was whipped cream, there was bananas, um, that was, one of my favorite things that I probably my favorite thing from the Tokyo Dome but then I moved on from the dessert started with a full-size Tokyo Giants helmet okay so think a full-sized helmet here this helmet was full of chicken nuggets popcorn nachos cheese guacamole all in one helmet it, it, it doesn't make any sense it didn't make any sense, and it still doesn't as I say it out loud, but everything in it was good. Um, everything was great, but it was just the most random collection of things that I've ever eaten in one, But and it really did come in a gigantic Tokyo Giants helmet, so had to get that, obviously. Um, next up that I ate, a crab box. It was like a full, um, a full box of crab. There was crab meat. There was shredded crab. There was salmon row, there was rice, there was noodles, and obviously I'm eating this with chopsticks, which is something that I will never get over being out here, is just looking around the stadium and seeing fans eat with chopsticks. I think it's so cool. Um, so I actually really enjoyed that. Um, and, and next up was a bento box, and this was kind of the last thing that I did, but it was, it was really cool. So a bento box is, um, there there were probably 20 different options for the box that you can order. Every player on the team and coach, because I think I ended up getting the coach's bento box, every player comes up with their own bento box that you can order off of a menu. So you can order like your favorite players and he puts together, let's say, two pieces of sushi and chicken and pork and rice over here. Every player puts a, together a different box. It's so cool. I don't know why we don't do that in America. Think about going to like a Dodgers game and saying, oh, I'll have the Mookie Betts, please. And Mookie can put whatever he wants in that box. It's such a cool idea and so interactive. Um, I really like that. I, I, I loved the food at the Tokyo Dome. There, it was basically like a full gourmet street. You just walk down this one row and there's six gourmet restaurants that you could order from and everything comes out so fast they do a great job it's much more efficient in japan with pretty much everything um 
But then, then it was time for the game. Now, like I said, this is the Tokyo Giants against the Hanshin Tigers. Think Red Sox, Yankees here. The Tokyo Giants being the Yankees, I would say. It's the iconic stadium. They're a big team. Their payroll is almost double a lot of other teams in the league. And um, this rivalry, you can feel it. You can feel the rivalry in the stadium because, one, it was sold out which is really cool. You know, the first game I went to in Yokohama wasn't quite sold out. This one was. The, the place was packed. Um, you know, all of our producers couldn't even get into the game originally. We had to get them credentialed. It was a whole process because there were no tickets left. There were no tickets available. So the game ends up starting. But one thing I found really cool here is how many fans of the opposing team there are. Yes, there's the majority are home team fans the majority are Tokyo Giants fans but I would say it's honestly around 60 percent there's legitimately 40 percent fans from the other team and they were so loud I mean there so let me kind of set the scene here a little bit the one thing they do really cool in Japan is basically split the fans so if you're just looking at an aerial view of the stadium just picture half of half of the fans on one side and the fans of the other team sit on the other side now it's a little more than half the home team gets a little over half of the stadium but there's a literal line in the outfield one of my producers went to the outfield to record a, a video and you could see in this video that there's a line in the outfield like on the concourse where the fans are separated um, if you're fans of the Giants, you're on this side of the line. If you're fans of the Tigers, you're on this side of the line. Now, this was actually the producer that got a Hanshin Tigers jersey. That's what he was wearing. He went out there to record. They wouldn't let him on the other side of the line because of the jersey he was wearing, which I think is kind of a cool thought here. Is like, look, fans are separated. We don't let them mingle amongst each other and you, you got to stay on this side I think it's really cool visually and I think it's really cool like for the game when it comes to the sound of the game like you know what side is cheering for for what team um, but it was clear the Tigers fans were much louder they ended up winning the game but they were much louder um, Tokyo Giants fans didn't have a ton to cheer about that day but Tigers fans were definitely louder so game ends up going on Tokyo Giants lose to the Tigers and uh, it, was, it was a lot of fun to be at. I was there for the whole game. Um, so this leads to my top five favorite things from day two. We did this day one, we're gonna do it every day, and my top five favorite things from day two in Japan. First up, at number five, is the pregame experience. I mentioned this a little bit after day one, but I kinda got even a, a more of an appreciation after day two, because not only does it happen everywhere, it's, they put on a performance pregame. The cheerleaders, again, come running out with, with their banners, and they're doing all these coordinated dances all around the field, getting the crowd pumped up. Um, and then right before the home team takes the field in the first inning, all of the lights went out. Um, so you're going to hear, this, is, this becomes like an experience. This becomes a full, like, cinematic experience. The lights go down. The video board starts playing this really cool video graphic um, of 
the the players, the team getting ready to take the field. There's this there's this like cool design coming up and swirling around. The video board in the outfield takes up pretty much the entire outfield. Think about a gigantic board going from basically left center field to right center field. So the lights have gone down. This video is playing. I was like, this is this is so cool. The cheerleaders are doing a dance. When I when I go to major league baseball games, you kind of expect the biggest and best sound and cool videos playing and light shows with the lights. And you do get that. But I, I wasn't expecting that here in Japan. And it was so cool. I mean, there's a legitimate theatrical experience before the game. And it was really, it was really special. And it was cool to see that. Um, next up here at number four, beer girls. Let me explain. There are beer girls everywhere think of just to set the scene here there are probably hundreds of beer girls all dressed in in this yellow out bright yellow um, they have full kegs on their backs and it's just women they are going all around the stadium basically in a full sprint unless they're actually filling a beer for somebody they're everywhere and the second somebody raises their hand they like go by looking for a wave or a hand raise the second they see it they sprint up the steps these steps are steep these girls are impressive i am extremely i recorded a podcast at the top of the tokyo dome i was out of breath getting there these girls have full kegs on their backs and they're like sprinting around the stadium getting beer for people when they need it. Naturally, we were some of those people and one of my producers ordered a beer and they come up. We, we got a few of them and a girl comes up and starts giving us and, and filling up beers for us and he tipped the girl and apparently that is not um, something that is typically done out here because the girl got she got emotional, like very overwhelmed with um, the fact that she was getting a tip. So beer girls need to be in America. It is just brilliant. They are very um, swift in the way they work. They are very good at what they do, and it just makes too much sense to, to not have that. But they are they're everywhere. Um, at number three, uh, again, the fan experience. There were... Um, there were 74. I counted after day one when I, I told you guys I was kind of overwhelmed with the Flippin' Bats community and how many people were there. I decided to count yesterday. 74 different people came up for photos throughout the day. Um, some talking about the podcast. Um, sometimes I still need to, to step back. I, I'm on the other side of the world, and there are Flippin' Bats fans everywhere. I took hundreds of photos yesterday with 74 different people. There was, um, there were massive crowds at one point that were waiting. I, I, I didn't. I, I got a little overwhelmed at one point, but um, overwhelmed because it was so incredible. And uh, the Flippin' Bats community is truly incredible. The amount of people that said, "I watch your YouTube. Um, thank you for for what you do and and the way you talk about Shohei and and baseball." Man. That was really cool. So tons of fans. Even post-game, there was a meetup of fans in front of the Tokyo Dome that I didn't even know about. There were, I, I saw a picture. There was a picture. There were 20-plus people in front of the Tokyo Dome after the game waiting to 
to say hello and to meet me and I feel bad because I didn't know about this meetup so I didn't go to it um, but we do have some cool things planned in the future so if I if I missed you out in front of the Tokyo Dome or anybody listening we will be doing something very cool here in the coming days but um, the Flippin' Bats community and the experience meeting fans so far has been very very overwhelming and I touched on it a lot with the day one recap but that's the Shohei impact, and you feel it immediately. Uh, I, I talk about Shohei on the other side of the world, and I traveled 12, 13 hours across the globe, and the, the appreciation is uh, it's felt immediately, and that's really cool. So that's number three on my list. Number two from day two is dinner. Dinner was incredible. Uh, we went to the number one restaurant in all of Ginza. It was... Um, Yakiniku, which is just basically like think Korean barbecue. There's there's so many different kinds of meat and there's a grill on on your table. So we're immediately greeted with this plate of like ten different meats, but there's like a hundred different things on here. It was incredible. And my biggest takeaway that I that I had from dinner last night is I'm a really good chef. And and who knew that was coming? The, the producers that I was sitting with at the table, um, I, I think I changed their life. I, I think, um, so here, here became the technique for me. Things started, I, I was overcooking things at first. Um, so think of, again, just to set the scene here, there's an, a gigantic plate and there's like these tongs and the grill is right next to you. So I just became the one that took the tongs and started putting the meat on the grill and I think I was a little scared at first because I, I would just kept overcooking things but as I got into a rhythm here um, not only did I get really good at it I was changing the lives of the people at my table that were eating this meat that's how good it was um, it, no but truly um, we first off thank you to Adam Jones friend of the Flippin' Bats podcast and a um, Baltimore Orioles great came out to Japan, played years out here, a couple of years out here in Japan. Um, so he actually hit me up and, and suggested this restaurant. So Adam, first off, thank you for that. It was, it was incredible. And uh, the, all the different kinds of meat and, and the, the experience and being there with the entire team that I'm out here with, um, that, that was really cool. So dinner and the walk back from dinner is, is definitely number two. Just we, It was about 25 minutes, about a 10-minute car ride and about a 25-minute walk after dinner. We just decided to walk it, and we were walking the streets of, of Tokyo. There was a little bit of a mist coming down. It was night. It was, it was, it was really cool. Um, so that's number two on my list. And number one from my day two experience is watching a baseball game at the Tokyo Dome. I mentioned it. It is Yankees. Tigers in America, but here it is Giants, or Yankees, Red Sox in America, Giants, Tigers here. But the game was really cool, and the starting pitcher for the Tigers was a guy named Shintaro Fujinami, and he is, um, he was basically Shohei's, like, Shohei Otani's rival pitcher coming up when they were younger. They were both, like, hey, these, these are, the, they went to rival high schools, they were both really good, uh, they were both great this guy that pitched for the Tigers yesterday was Shohei's rival, and you can see why. Um, he throws 
uh, much harder than most people I've seen out here. He was probably throwing 95, 96, 97. Most of the fastball velocity I've seen is between 90 to 92. This guy steps on the mound, and you can immediately see that he's throwing harder. He's got great off speed. He actually threw really well yesterday, which is, is the reason that the Hanshin Tigers won, was because this guy's an absolute stud. But look, the number one experience is just, I got to watch a baseball game at the Tokyo Dome. How cool is that? I had great seats um, and and a great atmosphere, and it's one of the most iconic venues in the entire world. And I got to watch a baseball game there. The sport, the thing that means more to me than anything, baseball. I love it, and I got to watch a baseball game at the Tokyo Dome. How cool is that? Um, but moving on, this is outside of my day two experience. Well, I guess it's kind of my day two experience because it is things that happened in Major League Baseball. So it is time for so important, it made it to Japan. First up, Tony Larusa. What are you doing, man? Tony Larusa did it again. Earlier in the year, he walked Trey Turner in a two-strike count, intentionally walked him, and the world went crazy. Tony Larusa, what are you doing? He did it again. Tony Larusa again walked a batter in a one-two count. They were losing the game five to two. Runners on second and third, one-two count, and they intentionally walked the guy, put him on first base. Jake Diekman, the pitcher, was kind of like, um, and guys around the field were kind of like, um, and Tony Larus is just like, yeah, this this is the move, man. I don't get it. Tony Larusa, what are you doing, man? Like, we all, when this signing happened at the beginning of last year, I think we kind of all scratched our heads, like, is this really the fit? And they were a great team last year. They did really well, but the rest of the division wasn't great. It's kind of taken until this year. This year, we've kind of seen, okay, we we were all right here. He's, a, he's in a little over his head here. Tony LaRusso is a Hall of Fame manager. He's one of the greatest managers of all time. But that's, that's in the past. And Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. This team that's full of so many young, exciting guys, it just never felt like the right fit. And I feel like this year, we're seeing why. The rest of the division is better. Um, they aren't clearly the best team in the division. They are the best team on paper, but the rest of the division's better. And I think Tony LaRusso is kind of getting exposed this year. I mean, we're intentionally walking people in a one-two count. That can't be happening. This team is way too talented to be where they are. He's constantly leaving players on his own team, scratching their heads. Um, but yes, again, um, and, and I, can, I can stress this because it is happening. I can confirm that seeing Tony LaRusa intentionally walk somebody in a one-two count is just as weird in Japan as it is in the United States. Um, next up, the New York Yankees. The New York Yankees uh, were on a historic pace this year. In the month of August, they are four and 14. 
The New York Yankees, 4-14 and 14 in the month of August. Aaron Boone, post-game, after losing the first two games to the Blue Jays, came out and basically said, um, we, gotta, we have to be better. We're not hitting. He said, you have to score to win ball games. He kind of uh, kind of lit a fire under his team a little bit. And that's this is the Yankees. And their their lead in the division is dwindling down. They had the biggest lead in the division that we that in all of baseball. This Yankees team has some issues and they need to figure it out. Luckily they're going to win the they're probably gonna win the division. They're going to get into the playoffs. That's not the worry. But they gotta figure out how to be better than this. This team is way too talented to be four and fourteen in the month of August. So um, that does it for so important. It made it to Japan. Uh, but as we've been doing for the first couple of episodes, um, we've been doing a Japanese word of the day that I've been wor- learning. The first one being yaku, which means baseball, and the next from yesterday being sanshin, which means strikeout. So for today, I want to welcome back out translator Masa to help me with today's word of the day. Masa? Kanzen Jai. Okay, Masa, what does that mean? Perfect game. Perfect game. Kanzen Jai. Perfect game. So, for those keeping track at home, Kanzen Perfect game. Yaku means baseball, and Sanshin means strikeout. I love this. Masa, thank you. Yep, thank you. Welcome, man. I was really hoping he was still there. I couldn't say so. I was really hoping he was. Um, uh, this has been the day two recap episode. Guys, I'm on a bullet train right now. There's mountains in the background. The sun is coming out. We're somewhere in Japan going 150 miles an hour on a bullet train. How cool is that? So uh, I hope you all have enjoyed. Thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere you listen to your podcast, Flippin' Bats Pod. We're also on all social media, and you can watch every episode, even this one from the bullet train. You can watch it on our YouTube channel at Flippin' Bats Pod. But, guys, this experience is special. This has been a magical experience. Every day has been incredible, and it is some of the greatest days of my life that I will never forget. And I am so pumped to continue to bring you all along this journey with me. So thank you guys for listening, and I will see you next time for another episode of Flippin' Bats.